Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to What We Missed in Wrestling, our wrestling recap show where we go back into the time capsule and look at some wrestling that we stopped on watching. Uh, we had started, y'all, in 1989 because that was kind of the year that we thought that we had missed. And we were like, all right, that's the end of the series. But then we really didn't watch wrestling from 1989 to when did Nitro come out? 96? Uh, so we're kind of yeah. going and skipping through and watching some podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we're going and skipping through and jumping into 1990. So we're landing on Wrestle War tonight. On the line is Brother Beavis. What's happening, man? Hey, what's up? Glad to be back. Yeah. Not sure we missed yeah, this wrestling, but. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't watch it. So technically <laughs> we missed it. Uh, yeah, uh, this is some lean times for WCW. And to be honest with you, it's only going to get worse, really, from here. Um, this card is kind of uh, emblematic of the fact that their roster is fairly thin. Uh, so you have a lot of the same old school folks on top, uh, which is fine because they're still pretty popular. But you can also kind of start to see the decline a little bit, too, because, you know, wrestling is really kind of going through a change here. And we'll talk about that in a bit. So in what's our facts here is in. February of 1990, where are you at? Uh, Probably walking uphill in the snow in Cincinnati. Both ways? If I had to guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. same. Um, I'm definitely not watching wrestling at uh, college. There's just no way. Um, I definitely hid that part of myself. And as we get into different parts of this, uh, we're going to talk about maybe I stopped watching wrestling earlier than I said that I did because, yeah, we'll get into it later. Our Wikipedia facts. So February 25th, 1990 in Greensboro, North Carolina, a hotbed for NWA WCW action. A crowd of a little under 7,500 folks. Our commentators are Jim Ross and Terry Funk is on something that's not air <laughs> or water. You tell me. Uh you know he's he's definitely excitable. It's funny because like he's mostly uh he's mostly babyface as a commentator, but occasionally mm -hmm. he'll he'll switch. Uh, I don't know. He still yeah. has beef with some people, so he's kind of hard to follow. But he's he's at least like he he's almost like he's not quite the the Jesse Ventura esque, but he's definitely the counter to the more straight laced Jim Ross at this point. Yeah, that which is fine, but I mean not more than six months ago or however many a while yeah. ago we watched these things he was a full-on heel yep. him and flair had massive beef and now like oh yeah you know flair's the best there is i'm like yeah this doesn't really make any like logical sense yeah i don't think we saw the full flame out of the jtex corporation all that and there's just like yeah. i think by this point mood is gone they're yeah. trying to find something to do with buzz sawyer um mm -hmm. which we see that here shortly yeah just shortly yeah yeah, this is a big R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> show as well. Uh, we're going to be missing a lot of folks here. Uh, yeah, so that's basically it. You know, did you notice the dudes in the front row dressed in suits, holding up cards for the moves or whatever? I did not. That? I did. Okay, not. so yeah, like uh, to the right of the hard cam, there's like a dude. I would say probably four to five dudes. They're all dressed in suits and there'd be like a spot and they'd be like, you know, holding up nines or tens or eights or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, that is this turn in wrestling. And we talk about this now where everybody's smart, you know, a smart wrestling fan. Everybody knows what's going on and it's a work and all that kind of stuff. 
But I think there's this level here starting probably now where people are still into it. And then there's a sign guy, you know, like sign guys starting to become a little bit popular. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, like people are maybe too insidery. Yeah. And the crowd's becoming less you know, anonymous kind of sure. and people are trying to. Well, they, they were also like, think about on the other side, this sapphire had just got pulled out of the crowd. And so yeah. like, if you really fool yourself, you'd be like, oh, I could be like. <laughs> I could be like Dusty Rhodes' manager if I just like act a fool. Yeah, ringside. God. Oh, here's me. You know what? That's too early for mammies. All right. So anyway, so the backstory on this pay-per-view, y'all. This was supposed to be Sting's ascension. Sting was supposed to come and get the heavyweight title. He had been working up really since the UWF buyout, the class of the champions match with Flair, which goes in with the one-hour Broadway or whatever. It Like they – this was it. It was all built up to this. He joined the horsemen. They turned on him like this was it. And he tears his knee like in a, you know, a bit. On Doug Dillinger that. pulled him off the cage and he hurt yes. his knee. Yeah, tore his ACL. And again, you know, we hear ACL now. It's just like, oh, well, you know, player will be back in like nine months. You know, we'll Dr. See Dr. Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sting did that too. But in 1990, technology wasn't nearly as advanced and an ACL could be, you know, really a career ender. So nobody really knew when, if, or what we were going to get back when Sting came back. But he's out for a while. And the funny thing is I saw this, not when it happened, obviously, because I wasn't watching. But there was like a, you know, that TV show, 48 Hours? Uh, on CBS and around some point in time after that it happened they did like a 48 hours on this because I remember Mm. watching it with my buddy um, in Pittsburgh that it was I had to been like over some period of time when I would have been hanging out with him and I was like oh yeah you know because like dude was a bodybuilder he you know he he didn't watch wrestling but he was like you know like the bodybuilder parts of it or whatever and I remember watching this and they had like a sit down with Sting and he had talked about it I'm like how did that get on the air you know, like, because back, I mean, kayfabe was for sure a thing there. And I was wondering why they did that. So, or maybe I imagine that shit and I was high. It, it's really possible. Know. But, you you know, I could say one of two things. Either it was like a really slow news period. Yeah. <laughs> or two, like, you can see it in this pay-per-view too. They were trying to do anything to take advantage of Sting and keep him in front of people's consciousness and things like that. So it could have been. Mm-hmm. Like something like that as well. Like we gotta like this is still our guy. We gotta keep pushing him wherever yeah. we can. And clearly it's not in the ring right now. Well, and funny you should say that as we get into the show, uh, you know, yes, they give their recaps about what's going on with Sting, and then all the baby faces have on these sting armbands. It's black and white <laughs> and sting. I mean, they're very obvious, you sting know, to show their matters. support. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was a bit much. I was like, he's not yeah. like they didn't. I didn't see anybody wearing armbands for Magnum TA. Like no, Nikita they did. Yeah, come on. Yeah, our brother in pink. Yeah, uh, as the as the road warrior said. It, yeah, it did seem like a little bit much, but yeah, that's fine. So yeah, so so now they have to turn Luger babyface mm. for him to be able to have this match with Flair, which we're going to talk about at length as the main event. Um. So Sting's not on the card. He's not getting, you know, obviously the championship, although he does make an appearance in the main event. So, all right. And this might be like, if we've seen like the last four or five, I think Luger has been flop baby face to heel, like (laughs) every single one of them. 
<laughs> yes, it's been different for each one. And then that's funny because on the Jim Ross podcast, and I think I sent that to y'all too, they had yeah. talked about like, man, you know, we just couldn't decide what to do with him. It was yeah. something all the time and it really fucked up his booking, yeah. you know, and we've talked about too. It's just like, you know, he works better as a heel because I think it fits his personality but his look is not heelish. Mm -hmm. So you kind of try to force him to be a baby face. And this goes on in WCW when he goes to WWF, you know, but then when he kind of comes back to WCW in the nitro era, he's fairly heelish pretty much after the black Scorpio thing. Like he's fairly heelish for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I think like also he was not, he apparently was not somebody to be like, no, that's not good for my character. You know, yeah. ironically he's, he's had, you know, kind of regarded as this arrogant kind of, I'm better than everybody. I got yeah. this big contract just coming out. But what the, like you mentioned that podcast, it was more like he was ready to do whatever. And like, yeah. perhaps not like saying, no, I can't turn this soon after I can't, yeah. the, you know, that, that like just that sort of muddied him down. So, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, okay. If that's what y'all are telling me, y'all know more about this mm -hmm. in this regard than I do. So I'm going to do it. So, all right. So, yeah, so that's that. So it's seven matches on this card. One of my first texts of you after watching it the first time was like somebody decided way too much that some of these matches should be as long as they are. Mm -hmm. Like it's way too long for seven matches. And some people do not need to be in 20 minute matches. Mm -hmm. um, cough, cough, free birds. Free birds were looking at you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I got so much to say about that match. So, yeah. And so I didn't get a chance to watch any of the Saturday night stuff leading up to this. I started one, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. But match one, y'all, it's Kevin Sullivan and Buzz Sawyer, RIP, uh, versus the Dynamic Dudes. <laughs> dudes still suck dick. They are, honestly, Brother Beavis, I, I think they've actually gotten worse. Yeah. Well, I think they, you like Shane, I don't know. He, maybe he was reacting to something in the crowd, but on the way out, like Shane very clearly has boo boo job face and they have been moved <laughs> way down the card and they are about to take this loss to a cobbled together. Why are these yes. two even a team team in the opening curtain jerking match and yeah. really don't look good doing it? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, I think this uh, is the end of the dynamic dudes. We're nearing the end of the dynamic dudes experiment, I believe. Now, now wrestling history would tell us, and we don't know, and I don't know if I haven't read enough ahead to find out. History would tell us that one of these dudes are going to turn on the other one, right? Like how they would break them up. Like uh, uh, that's the general rule I of the baby white go, baby mate face. I think they just go away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they suck. This is not an era for WCW where things had to make sense. Like there's there's very little angles going on here. It's just this week these guys are wrestling. And so next yeah. week they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 bad. Johnny Ace is really bad. Shane Douglas, I've I've generally like in general generally I've I've enjoyed like his stuff. Maybe not as a dynamic dude, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I think dude. Johnny is like still he's all hype for this, but he does he sucks. He's he awful. Sucks. He his misses. His punches are awful. He yeah. misses <laughs> He misses he's he's like Dan Spivey esque in terms of being able to poorly execute moves. Oh, and it, I usually can just I could just kind of see like Shane Douglas doesn't give a fuck at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. You're in a terrible gimmick. It's not popular. You know, you're getting like the bad babyface heat because they hate you. You know, it's just not gonna work. Mm -hmm. You know, and somebody thought this up and was like, oh, this will be good, but it's really not. Um, so let my notes here says, yeah, dude suck dick. Uh R.I.P. to Buzz Sawyer, 1992. We've been dead for a minute. 
Yeah. So he doesn't really get too far outside of this thing before he's gone. He looks how terrible old? here. Yeah, how old? Uh, 32. Oh, wow. Yeah. He looks like he's 80. Yeah, well, yeah. The and thing he, that got me, like, every single time, the way he gets in the ring, like, he sticks one leg all the way out, and, like, he's got a <laughs> ballet stance, and then just sort of pries himself up. Every time he did it, I was like, that's just, that's just hilarious. Oh, God. Okay, so, as an old-school wrestling fan myself, you know, I do remember the Buzz Sawyer, Tommy Rich food, and neither one of them came out of it for the better. Mm -hmm. You know, Tommy Rich was done after that like i mean he was just done i mean they wrestled everywhere these are bloody chain matches cage match i mean they were great matches but like i mean they were done they were shot you know was that uh the boxing thing where you know they got puncher's brain after that yeah. it was just done so yeah i mean Tom yeah i know alive, of but I, mean, I know of both of, i know of that feud and of them by the time i ever saw them i'm like i don't get it because they're both yeah. just kind of bleh yeah and, exactly Buzz Sawyer was around for like the start of the UWF. I think he was in the tournament, but then he was mm -hmm. never like really on. So yeah, no, he's he's not to be long with us or whatever. Our internet would tell you he was also a terrible person. Joe <laughs> got him. So uh, yeah, there was that. Was it Magnum? Magnum drove across country. Get yes, his training that's right. Money yeah, back? get his yeah. money back. Yeah, like you gonna train me or else, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, heels win. Nobody cares. That's a flying headbutt from Buzz Sawyer at ten minutes and headbutt or seconds. frog splash. Oh. Frog splash, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Still too long. Kevin Sullivan, I don't know why he's there either. Like, it was does, just like, oh, okay. Does Kevin Sullivan do a wrestling move? Like, no, not really. It's chops and the double stomp, double boot stomp, I think was his finisher. He might get a slam in there or something, but his card was in that wrestling game, I believe. Probably. I'm I mean, he's, sure. a, he's a big name. I'm just priority. not sure. Like, he was, I guess he's like probably the equivalent of like Jake. Like you always like he had angles and he could talk, but like yeah. if you really look at his in ring, you're like, eh. well, he's just a gimmick, you know. Yeah. And he and then he just becomes the gimmick like wrestler slash manager, you know, because mm -hmm. we're gonna get what the faces of doom here and once Hogan gets there, and then you know it's just he's just a gimmick. And I still don't understand how he was a varsity club member. Yeah, like, well, this is not everyone who went to college. <laughs> And be in the varsity club. I don't understand what's happening right now. Oh, shoot. Yeah, just uh, talk about it. A literal okay average match with two terrible teams. So, all right. Match number two, y'all. It's Norman the Lunatic. <sighs> talk about bad gimmicks, y'all. Mm. Norman the Lunatic. Oh, also RIP 2010 uh, versus Cactus Jack Manson. Uh, we had to add, add that tag name on at the end to make sure we really know that he's crazy. Like, Okay, so this is a side topic before we get into thoughts on this match. I was never really a Cactus Jack fan, like, at all. I never got it. Yeah, like, the first time I saw him, and I think it must still be coming up, like, it was, I think it was probably, like, a Saturday night. Like, he came out, and I think he might have, like, got a count out or DQ victory against Sting or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's happening right now? Who is Who this is person? This man? Yeah. Yeah. But he, I mean, in WCW, he was, you know, like, he was never like another person who just was there and never really did anything with him um, I, or, or changed him up. Things changed often enough that I don't think he ever really made a mark there. And then, mm -hmm. you know, his mankind gimmick was, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of cool. And then, yeah. then it was like the Mick Foley retirement tour. Just make, go do whatever you want. Just bring right. all your characters in, do whatever. Mm -hmm. Now. So the iron, the funny thing here is like, 
so Norman the Lunatic, I uh, my the internet tells me he did go to the WWF and he yes. was Bastion Booger, yes, you know classic WWE gimmick. But mm-hmm. he's like, uh, you know, a mentally deficient, cheating baby face. Mm-hmm. Like he would have been perfect for the WWE <laughs> as is. Like he could have him and like Duggan could have gone after the titles, like, yeah. the tag team titles. <sighs> This match is not great. I, I I skipped over it only in the instance because I hate to have to. We hate to have to do this. So before the match, the the tape oh. in the back is Bastion Bo- or damn, you see, uh, Norm the Lunatic uh, being interviewed by Missy Hyatt and a tuxedo. Okay, so if you know if, if y'all know Brother Beavis and I personally, and maybe some people that listen to this do, we have a I would say a <laughs> fairly hard rule about blondes. Um, not a fan, typically yeah. speaking. Just you know, not, not a fan. Okay, there are exceptions though. <laughs> <laughs> this would be one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Missy Hyatt looks great here. Like, just I mean, she looks amazing in the tux. Her, even like her overall performance and whatever she's doing actually works. Like, she's nailed the ditzy blonde gimmick yeah. or whatever it is, and then she looks great. Like, I mean, I. We're going to badmouth her here in about 30 seconds, but I mean, your thoughts. Yeah. I just, I like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, damn. Yep. Because we also have a hard rule about Trumpers, pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She has graduated into old, grievanced white yeah. female lady and is a hardcore Trumper supporter. And yeah, that's just not acceptable. And, <laughs> I, and ironically, like unlike many of the other female wrestlers, once they get into their latter years, she didn't go completely downhill. You know, she that the same person that's in that interview is in that in there somewhere. You can kind of yeah. still see that. But um, I mean, yeah. she's she um, I believe has had some Botox some of some sort. Her face yeah. doesn't quite look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing too is like this interview is like it's it's cringy. Yeah, because uh, like. Because Norman's like, he was just sort of like, you know, giving them titties, I'm out here being better look. Because it's like, it's just this escalation. If I yes. had a hug, if I had a kiss, yeah, kiss if I had another yeah. kiss. And she's yeah. like, yeah, we got to go back there. We got to go. Yeah. This is just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I hope somebody wrote that and it wasn't just actual cringe. But yeah, it's bad. We're not reviewing Norman the Lunatics match, y'all. He I can't. Yeah, I can't think of anything about it. Like you, Cactus Jack bumps all over and does yeah. all the work, and then takes the L. So yeah, and that was my note that Jack is still like was taking bump like crazy bump stand, you know. Yeah. And again, he if you see him now, he's completely beat down from doing all those bumps or whatever. Allegedly, one of the nicest people in wrestling. If you talk to everybody, you know, but he just looks, you know. Like he's gonna just fall apart, you know, at some point in time here. You know, it's just but he made a name for himself, but I just was never a fan. So yeah, that's it. So yeah, you got me, Bastion Booger, yeah, awful match. Norm wins. Uh oh, my other note was Cactus Jack was in much better shape at this mm. point in time. It yeah. was definitely lighter. He was lean. Yeah, and he got the crotch drop where he dropped his crotch on his face for the win at nine thirty three. Awful about that. And awful, way that. too long, man. Like this, that should be like a six-minute match. Well, it was like, only nine. Like it wasn't That's twenty-four, thirty-two. Free yeah, yeah. We're looking at you. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. 
match number three, y'all. That is our watch along. So we're going to skip over that part. Watch along will be a separate part because the match is really long and it would make this podcast it's extremely not as long. long as the Freebirds match. Not, yeah, sadly. Uh, but it is the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. Uh, we do get a nice Cornette interview, you know, in the back before that as well. Uh, Stan Lane actually speaks, I don't know, <laughs> seven words. Bobby's that it's it's really kind of odd that neither one of them speak. Like Bobby was fine, but like Stan probably could talk a little bit, but I think it's just like let Cornette do it all. We just yeah. it doesn't even matter. It didn't so. ha- I mean they were just there to react. I mean it was them them trying not to laugh through his promos was about the most interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and in addition to the watching that match, uh, I am a noted Rock and Roll Express fan that uh, has to be yeah. Go to the archives; it's all over the place. But also, first step is there's going to come a point a here. Problem. Yeah, come on. There's going to be a point here where like I I I don't remember this match because uh, obviously it was 1990, but I don't remember much about Rock and Roll Express after a certain point. So it'll be on the watch along. So we'll, I wonder we'll if we like. I wonder if we were watching just the Clash of the Champions in this podcast, if it would be more familiar. Because I don't know how we would have ever seen any of this stuff, right? Because they would show like highlights, maybe, mm-hmm. but it would yeah. ultimately come out off video. And I feel certain we were not getting like the Wrestle War video to find out no. how Flair beat Luger six months ago. But see, we would have been, we, I, we would have been off the magazines at a certain point too. Yeah. And, you know, like preview ahead here. Like 88 is a freaking watershed for me. Probably just, I'm probably thinking this is when I was like, I probably should maybe go to college. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, what am I going to do about that? I probably need to turn my focus in that direction so I can figure out how that's going to happen. And I think that took it away. Plus girls. So, all right, anyway, match number four, y'all, is another tag team match. Now I'm thinking about that. It's all pretty much all tag team matches, yeah. aren't they? And uh, which is funny because the last tag team or the last pay per view was all tag team matches. All this is the same tag team match seven times. Yeah, I just thought about that. I'm like, hey, all the matches are tag team matches. All right, it's the Royal Warriors versus the Skyscrapers and Air Wow, you know, y'all. they are five of the <laughs> seven are tag team matches. Yeah. So, Speaking uh, of like every other pay per view, this is about the third in the row. The skyscrapers have ruined in some way by skyscrapers. Not yes, that it's some version of them. Uh, there's no Sid here. Who, whether it's softball season or, or I think he's about to make his first leap to the, the things, WWE. Yeah, I think Sid was gone, and it was mm-hmm. Danny Spivey and Mean Mark Callis. But then mm-hmm. Spivey left is what right. prompted this. Sid was already gone. Because okay. he yeah, was, I think, Mike I think Venus. Sid was gone, which is why they got pulled from the tag team rep, stampede, whatever, and then the Samoans. Oh, okay. Was in there. No. Yeah, this is Mike. Mike Enos is the dude in the mask, and then we get Mean Mark Callis, uh, who will eventually be the Undertaker. Uh, you know, but I okay. See, but here, here it is. Okay, the I think I know something. Because wasn't me, Mark Cows, didn't he do the heart punch? Yeah. Okay. So I knew that. So that had to have been some point in time when we were watching. Like I said, I bet if we watched uh, Clash of Champions, it would be mm-hmm. more familiar than this. Because that was free. Yeah. And it was generally like going to be pretty good. Like mm-hmm. Plus, they were like, 
they gave us the sting flare like all-time classic so mm. i'm pretty sure we were like oh no okay Plus that must was, be it would have been yeah, like on a show. saturday and mm. i'm pretty sure there were not competing plans other than perhaps D <laughs> D for me but yes for you uh okay so yeah we get me mark callus who becomes the undertaker in the wf really also, weird okay. looking here too like yeah just bizarre hair yeah like really pale bad skin just and we talked about the road warriors fit as well um <laughs> not great uh like but you know that stuff has come back into fashion now like everybody's in cowboy boots i'm like that's got to be weird to work with <laughs> um you know it's, oh yeah. we've got a street fight we got to get to justice gear up. <laughs> make sure get i get to... my sting armband on though <laughs> keep that going on and cut my t-shirt well in half so i can take the arms out yeah it's i mean it's okay there's still a reward pop my note says they are people are excited about the road warriors there's signs out there for the road warriors too so that's not the issue but now again looking at it with old people eyes like man all their matches are exactly the same mm -hmm. especially against anybody that has any size to them like they're exactly the same just bumps uh shoulder blocks clotheslines punches pretty much it for you know eight to nine minutes yeah and this one only goes five so <laughs> that's been the painful part of this is like uh i enjoyed their squash matches more than these blow-off matches because yeah, yeah they never lose unless there's like some ridiculous injury angle or something like that they never lose yeah. and they never really look good against anybody because they just beat the shit out of them mm -hmm. um yeah and these guys this is awful yeah. like this is this this was good to keep under five minutes. Yeah, a Chicago street fight in Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay, and then we get Doom at the end. Yeah, now and, the unmasked and in tuxedos. Huh. Uh, my, my note here on the margin says Jerry curls and suits. <laughs> I hope them wasn't rentals, bro, because that shit ain't coming out. <laughs> that activator is not coming out, and uh, you're gonna have to pay for them shit. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, Doom comes out after me. Now, Mark gets the what is that move called with their finisher? The Doomsday device. Well, is that what it is? Which one did they even do? The one where they put him on the shoulders and flip him over after the clothesline. So it became the Doomsday device in the WWE, but I don't know if it had a name here. Okay, yeah, own. I don't think it did. Yeah, um, it would have been a top rope clothesline. Yeah, because it didn't. And then, yeah. uh, yeah, our afterbirth is the doom coming out unmasked in tuxedos, and again they get into a big street fight, and you know, you know, a, a, a schmaz brawl or whatever, and boom, doom powders. That's fine. I mean, again, it in the level of where we are historically, that's what should happen. You have these two huge teams: one's a heel, one's a babyface. Like this is really what should happen. They've already wrestled before, so they've obviously got some sort of heat. And, but we've seen that match. Like, I, we know what that's going to be. Like, shoulder blocks, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> clotheslines, some punches. And Doom's going to lose. Yes, yeah. and Doom's going to lose. Like, there's no way they were putting these two black dudes over the road warriors. It was never going to happen. So, you know, whatever. That's it. So, yeah. My note that they might actually, like, um, so you're right that, like, the WCW um, booking committee, whoever, probably was going to make that happen but i would say that doom was probably amongst the set of teams that the road warriors would do some form of business with yeah so yeah they weren't yeah i mean again how many times do we actually ever see the road warriors get pinned 
We saw them lose a bunch of matches on DQ. This this pinned. one where Steiner pinned him on the on the world's, oh, the the world's best finish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was one of the only times I could think of. Yeah, that's bad. Uh yeah, it was fine. It, I wonder if like the, the punt to Mike Enos affected the match time, which affects the next match. I wonder if that was mm. like, that could have been an issue. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, four fifty nine, Warriors win. Everybody knew that was gonna happen. Match number five, y'all. Brian Pillman, RIP. 97, he's been dead since. Yeah. Okay, think about that. So, freaking Nitro is 96. Or, 90, yeah, 96. He's on there, this thing where he's in between. Is he healed? Is he going there? Like, oh, you know, Pencil Man and all that crazy shit. And he's dead in a year? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, maybe Wiki had that wrong. But maybe they didn't. You know, no. like his like run in the WWF was just him doing interviews because he had hurt after his accident or whatever, and then he was dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that, crazy. The accident, and then all the drugs that came along with that, and just mm-hmm. trying to like keep the charade alive, living the gimmick, you know, to yeah. just to just to keep from getting that contract voided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's this this bad. Z Man also dead. Oh, really? Uh, Tom Zink. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yep. Twenty seventeen also dead. But these two motherfuckers. This is like Keith Richards still being alive. How in the world are the Freebirds of these two Freebirds? How, how did we get stuck with the two worst Freebirds <laughs> still being alive? Man, God, uh, dog. It's all now. Now, okay. So Buddy Roberts was like you know the working Freebird, but mm. come on, you. I would much rather see Jimmy Garvin and or Michael Hayes in the ring than watch Buddy Roberts. Uh, okay. Come All on. Right. Hold on. All right. Let me defend my dissertation. Okay. This version, this year, whatever, these dudes suck. They suck. Michael first Hayes off, is not as bad as you. He, he's oh, my God. He's aged. Okay. First off, he has eaten Michael Hayes. <laughs> Like, cause we look at the match where he beat Luger for the U.S. title. Yeah, like he was in shape. That yeah. was less than a year ago, approximately a year ago. He was in shape. Now he's fat. Jimmy Garvin is fat. You know, like Jimmy, out there, th- Jimmy Garvin was always kind of swollen looking. Not like swole, more like yes. swollen, so like ish. you're retaining water in some form. Yes. Uh, th- then they're they're doing the. Freaking the faded glam rock gimmick, which is kind of faded out too. Yeah. You know, this is we're close to the rise of grunge or whatever. So it kind of looks like out. We got the eye ma- mascara on. I'm like, you're supposed to be heels. Heels don't moonwalk, man. Heels yeah. don't moonwalk. Yeah, like, maybe, heels. maybe heels don't drop kick or moonwalk. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. Yeah, maybe there was a better gimmick. Maybe they could have done exactly this, but just not called them free birds. Right. And or like, you know, you're still looking toward the crowd. You're still doing your dance. Yeah, that's whatever. the like, weird is, part is like, yeah, they, like you're they acting act like, like baby, baby faces. faces and they wrestle like heels. Yeah, it just doesn't work, man. It doesn't. I, mean, I got man, the, yes, the I funniest got all thing kinds me, of notes on this ridiculous match. It's like shortly after this, uh, like Michael Hayes begins the remainder of his life pretending that he's not Michael Hayes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm Doc Hendricks, son. I don't Doc know who Hendricks, you're talking about. Uh, like, he, yeah. I was like, why would you just show up and take a new identity? You're like yeah. one of the fabulous Freebirds. I've never yes. heard of them. I've never yeah. met them. <laughs> They're not my type. Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Freebirds suck. Uh, at my note, heels don't moonwalk. 
Um, they're out of shape. That's pretty much everything I said here. Uh, too many Bengals references for uh, oh yeah for Brian what else is like here. what else is did he? Ha- I can't remember. Did he have on his Bengal draws? No, he didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, it was like some blue tidies. And you know, again, huge Bengal fan. Obviously, even in '90 when it was bad, and it was a year after they were in a Super Bowl for God's sake. So, um, yeah. and Tom Zink is like one of the uh, his qualifications were used to be like somebody read like oh he used to be in the WWF. We got to get him. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is his lone qualification. Yes, like, the Z man. They thought he name. was going to get over, and like he was like he was the third attempt to keep some semblance of strike force together. Mm-hmm. Like, right, he was Rick Martell's <laughs> yeah. eventual replacement. Oh like, God, nah, he's bad. Uh, the match is way too long. Like, it's just way, way too long. These guys didn't need to go that long at all. Uh, I'm not sure why they wound up going. What's 24, 32? I mean, that's just insane. That's what the yeah, told me. Wow. And yeah, I think I'm now of the opinion, like that, the U.S. tag team titles was a mistake. Like, yeah, I, I think I was into it at the time just because, like, the belts were always on the Midnight Express, so like mm-hmm. it just gave the rest of the roster something to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was probably a mistake. Yeah, it's I, that, that. Yeah. Although apparently That's it's fine. a federation it's full of tag teams, so got to wrestle for so, them. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, this is for the United States Championship, where Pillman and Z-Man are the the champions here. Who um, is even like who is the U.S. champion and who is the T- Luger. like Luger had one of them. Right? Who's the TV champ and is not on this card? Or is that even a thing at this point? I think so. Mm. Arn doesn't come out with it. When we when they come down for their match, I don't believe so. It's not our. Okay. Um. So yeah, the heat winds up on Z Man. Pillman gets the hot tag. His drop kicks are pretty amazing yeah. though. Like his athleticism, he's taking and flat back drop kicks too. Like he's not coming down on his side. Like he's hitting drop kicks and landing on his back. I'm like, that's probably not a a long term goal here. Uh, but maybe he's just like young and you know didn't think he, you know invulnerable or whatever. But you can't be hitting your back like that all the time. That can't help. Um, and we get the flying crossbody for the one, two, three, and an afterbirth where they beat them up because that's what they're supposed to do because they're the free birds, and then they get to walk out and strut because <laughs> you're freaking champions. Yeah, it's like it's awful, man. Like I, it, I'm sorry, we got stuck with the last two free birds. <laughs> My other <laughs> note on here says like, oh, it looks like uh. Chris Jericho tried to steal their gimmick from now because that's he's in much, much better shape now. He's in better shape now, but the eyeliner and all of that crap, that's kind of looking there very uh, Jericho-esque at this point in time. But yeah. Oh, and then they gave him the double DDT at the end. That's what it was. So Sting was the TV champion, which was vacated, and then Muda had it, and then I think Arn Anderson is actually our TV t- champion right now. Soon to lose it okay. to the aforementioned Z-Man. Oh God! I, I got a note about Arn here coming up in this in this recap. Uh, but also, so I, I didn't mention this at the top. I, okay, we know that this is not, you know, it's not a great value production as opposed to the WWE. It really shows here, like when the people are standing on the platform. It really mm-hmm. looks like that shit's held together by some carnival workers. Yeah. And I'm like, this is bad. You should just have people like in the ring. And like the road warriors walking down the ramp, then getting on motorcycles. That's the second <laughs> time they've done that. I was like, 
this looks terrible. They're huge. Let them yeah. ride their own motorcycles to the ring, man. Yeah. Like this looks like, oh yeah, you guys aren't cool enough to do this or whatever. So we're gonna have somebody take you down that looks as badass as you. Like, don't do that. Awesome. As bad? No, they we're gonna get two fat dudes with mustaches <laughs> to drive you down. Come on. Oh, but in the WWF, I think they wind up riding their own motorcycles down. Like I think I remember seeing that in a pay per view. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think I saw one of those. Yeah, I think they did it themselves. All right, match number six, y'all. It's the Steiner brothers versus the Oli. They, I think they calling them brothers here at this point, not cousins. The, Minnes- the Anderson brothers, the Minnesota yeah. Wrecking Crew. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Oli and Arn. Uh, this match was funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Oli still needs a tan. I don't know how he grew <laughs> up in Georgia all these years and I had no tan at all. Uh, but I mean, this is really just Arn's match for the most part. You know, like in my my note was saying about like Arn. If you listen to his podcast and listen, like he 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 understood like what the heel's job was was to get the baby face over. Like that's mm-hmm. what my job is to do. So I'm gonna make you look good. I'm gonna get some heat. You're gonna make a comeback, and a lot of times he'll lose or whatever. But it's really to make them look good, and that's really what what he does here. He makes these guys, even though they're really good already, he makes them look like a thousand bucks, man. Yeah, he's so good at like that. Oli, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this. I was just trying to imagine Oli taking a Frankensteiner. I was like, yeah. what, what would that look like? I think he takes like one like super awkward suplex bump. And other than that, yeah. just like all his stuff gets no sold. And uh, he comes in like he'll tag in and 15 seconds. He'll come in a couple big forearms. 15 seconds later, he's out. Yeah, he's was, out. I was just, I was like, I know exactly what's going on here. I ain't trying to get thrown around. Yeah. And, and this is let Arn go do all of that. And again, Arn is so good at it. Yeah. You know? And again, I'm watching this and you think about like modern wrestling or whatever. And this was such a trope, at least for WCW, NWA or whatever. Oh, they're working on one, one arm or, or one body part, you know, oh, working on the shoulder, working on his back. We're going to see that in the main event in here he's working on his back trying to get him ready for the torture rack because psychologically that would make sense and now anderson brothers were always known for working on the arms like you know all those yeah. matches with the rock and roll express and beating ricky to you know into a powder and getting on his arm and the knee off the top into the shoulder like oh they're you know doing their whole thing and even they do it with these guys too yeah. i mean it's like you know it makes sense you know like psychologically it does make sense still too long by the way 1605 way too long for the NWA tag team titles, by I don't even remember the. Brothers. I don't even remember the finish. Like, yeah, sure. it was. Oh, I got you. Yes, Our, uh, Oli gets rolled up by Rick after the like Rick, and, which is so funny. Scott is the, always gets the heat in these things, like in these yeah. tag matches. He's the one who winds up getting beat up because later on he becomes a freaking monster and yeah. no sells everything. Yeah. Uh, but now he's like the younger brother here, so he gets beat up. But yes, there's a uh. A roll up by Scott on, or excuse me, a roll up by Rick on Ole for the pin at sixteen oh five. I remember there's one spot where, like, I think Arn or maybe Ole was calling for the test of strength, and 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 Rick had his his fingers all taped up weird, so like, and again, we I feel compelled to mention. God, I forgot how over Rick Steiner was. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we we, we definitely yeah, it got it got turned into the oof, 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 and we forgot how really good he was. Steiner line. Like I we used to, like I think Animal like it was like, more extended and people just flipped for it, that left arm mm. clothesline. 
Yeah. But the whole body, Steiner line, shoulder, yes. neck. Oh, <laughs> and he could do it from like short shuttles, distances, yeah. whatever. He didn't have to load up. It was just like, mm, mm, and he would just take people out. <laughs> yeah. There was a Steiner liner, of course, on Arn. Yeah. You know, he does do it, you know, right before the uh, the hot tag uh, to Rick. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was fine enough match. It wasn't terrible or anything like that. You know, I, I would say it's one of the better matches on the card. Uh, so, but that's not saying a whole lot, y'all. No. Mm, that's bad. <sighs> In our main event. <sighs> match number seven. Woo! Ric Flair in the shortest ramp ever with woman. <laughs> Uh, versus Lex Luger, who does one of the most awkward pre-tapes in the back there. I mean, he looks so weird. He can't really talk, but yeah. he can. But he can't. Yeah. Like, it's just... Uh, 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 He's got weird can't. fire. Yeah, it's just weird, like, all around. But again, as we've seen going through this, he's not nearly as bad as people no. told us he was. No. Not at all. And even in this match, he's actually, you know... Again, Look, okay, this match goes 38.08. We could not come to three minutes and 80 seconds probably to talk about it. Like, Flair carries him, but also at the same time gives him nothing. At the same time, <laughs> fucking Flair's a genius, man. He's a freaking genius. This is genius Ric Flair. Yeah. I, I, I mean, my God. It, he... The one thing that stood out to me, like right at the beginning, was you know as big as Luger is, and and obviously he's way more cut. Like, there's not a huge size disparity, and I, you kind of forget yeah. like how much like Rick did actually have a lot of size. He was always mm -hmm. he never like looked like he was in shape because he was never mm -hmm. really cut, and he always had that roll. His yeah, legs were particularly big, roll. but yeah. yeah, but he's you know he's right up there. You know he's not at all like size disadvantage yeah. against they play it up like the test yeah. of strength or whatever but that's just a flair bit yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean he gives him all the flairisms mm -hmm. like he does give him that but he also doesn't chicken shit too much for him no. either like no. which is a standard flair at this point and he doesn't chicken shit like harley at all yeah so it's only like the very end where you know sting comes out and yeah. he, he hypes him up and then bluger becomes invulnerable yes and he hogan's up um like the back story here is that Flair had made the decision because they'd done all this work up to drop the title to Sting. Sting gets hurt. Sting's like, or Flair, like, okay, we're going to turn Luger babyface. And Sting and Luger, uh, Flair refused to drop the title to him. He's like, I said I was going to do it for Sting. That's it. I'm going to do it for Sting. And then that's it. I'm, I'm like, yeah, hey, okay. Kind of a convenient answer, though. Yeah, like, exactly. that's like that's like what one says when one has decided for other reasons not to drop the belt to Luger, <laughs> right? Oh, it's exactly. Arn's birthday. I can't drop the belt. <laughs> Arn would be upset. So Arn would be not, unhappy with this information. I mean, it's. I mean, the match is okay. You know, Sting does make his appearance at the end. Of course, he was going to. I mean, they hyped him up all that time when he came out. Like I'm. I was like, what kind of horse? When he first came out and like he barely got in the ring and waited, I was like, what kind of horse tranquilizer is this dude on to be able to like me? Because he was like, I, I, guess, I guess it was the impact of having like his entire leg strapped into a mattress. But yes. like, yeah. he was just like, he had the dark glasses on. I was like, this mm. dude high as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get him to the ring. Get the match in the ring, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, it, again, again, like, 
Arn's handling of him. Arn's like, let me get this Faberge egg. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, okay, let me, yeah, okay, let me put you down. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of when they attacked Magnum on yep. Saturday night. Yeah, very reminiscent. I'm going to lay you down very gently here. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Look, if you say that this is long-term storytelling, it is. Okay, they're going to drag this out yeah. until Sting, you know, gets well. And Luger never wins the championship from Flair. Yeah. I mean, he wins the World BCW Championship several times. I want to say he's a five-time champion. I would have said three mm-hmm. offhand, but you might be right. I know. Well, he beat Sid once. Uh, he beat Hogan in the Nitro era. Yeah, sounds oh, right. And there's one other one somewhere. Uh, I think five-time NWA. Five-time. Okay, yeah. yeah. I know one's Hogan. Now, did, I know he, one's did he shade Sid. it with Vader? Perhaps. Maybe he did. Yeah, I mean, you know, he wins the chat. I mean, and again, he should have been one of those rare people that won both, you know, and Vince screwed him, you know, uh, with Yokozuna or whatever. But he, you know, I mean, again, he's way better than what we thought he was. Mm-hmm. For so, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, five times uh, champ. When he does get flair in the rack, like, mm-hmm. he had that shit snug. <laughs> Sometimes it, well, like, when it's. When he had him like up high, like on mm. their side, I'm like, that looks, mm. that doesn't look like it. He had flair like yeah, straight across his shoulders, ah. half. I was like, okay, like, like, this is yeah, what you get for not dropping this, this title. Exactly. <laughs> gave me that title, bitch. You should just gave it to me. I'll do a couple of extra flexes here. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's it, really. And that's the pay per view, y'all. Uh, I mean, it's all right. You know, I mean, I've seen worse. Just the, I probably the main get it part be is like there's just there's shorter. no real angles. It's it feels like seven straight cold matches just to get and mm-hmm. and to advance a story that's not going to be told here because it's all about Sting. Yeah, but it's Greensboro crowd was fairly hot for you know much of it. I mean, I saw there's a lady the, again, for the you know, sparsity. I, yeah, but yeah, but I there's a lady that's in the front row like during you'll see it during the Rock and Roll Express match like. Because Rock and Roll Express, I'm sure. It's like she's up, scream, running between the rows and yelling and screaming. Like, you know, I mean, people still believe. It was real to me oh, yeah. here for yeah. folks here, you know, at this point in time. You know, and that's really what wrestling misses now. There's really no, again, everybody knows that's fake. But if you tell compelling stories, you can lose yourself for, you know, seven to ten minutes and get into it like that. But Not 24, though. No, not 24. But now it's just everything's just... <laughs> I mean, again, at least, I mean, because AEW is just super spot fest all the time. All right. So this is part one, y'all. You know, we're going to come back here for part two for the Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll. Rock and we love y'all. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a lot to say. And we're going to bring in, hopefully, Big Hutch uh, to come in to uh, mock me for quite a few minutes. Uh, so, all right. So, as the producer for this part one, I'm signing off. Go ahead and sign off, brother. I'll right, we'll see you shortly. We'll see you very shortly for part two. Peace, everybody.